Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. Today, we're talking about the recession and what great deals look like in a recession. I invested back in 2006 before the crash and then during the crash in 2008, and deals look better and better. We're going to show you exactly what to look for when you're investing in a recession. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's up, guys? As always, super glad to have you here on the show with me. I just love being with you guys as you're going through this process of investing and learning how to invest. I get so many people reaching out to me like on Instagram. If you want to check me out on Instagram, I don't really post anything about like how to invest. It's really just, hey, this is what I'm doing in my life. Like, uh, you know, made a video of us going to iFly. You know, that's an indoor skydiving place. I posted on Instagram. I mean, even on Facebook. But does anybody use Facebook <laughs> anymore? In fact, our student community, well, let me finish that thought. So, sorry, uh, with Instagram, and I'll get back to the student community and Facebook, but in Instagram, I have my handles, the Dustin Heiner, and I'm not that arrogant, but it's T-H-E, it's the only one I could find, but the Dustin Heiner, and I just post things about my life and everything like that, but I get people reaching out to me saying, hey, man, I really appreciate your podcast, I've been listening to it, like, listen to almost every single episode, I've got started investing, I even had people reach out to me say that they bought their first house hack and they've been house hacking and you know they were going to actually go ahead and rent an apartment but instead they realized no I can actually buy a duplex instead of paying that down payment for the apartment anyways I love love hearing from you guys so definitely reach out to me on Instagram too I try my best to reach out you know or contact everybody back or reply and everything but just want to encourage you guys that you're not alone most of us feel like we're alone. And, oh, that brings me back to the Facebook. Does anybody still use Facebook or is it just old people that use Facebook now? And so what we've done at the student community is I realized that in the student community, that's where, you know, I've had hundreds or even thousands of students that I've coached now. And with all of them, we are all helping each other out, networking together, passing along deals, helping each other get funding and financing for properties and all that great stuff. And obviously helping each other find areas of the country, getting property managers. And so it's at least a Facebook community or a group that we have in Facebook. But anytime we, somebody posts something in there, most people don't even see it because Facebook is busy throwing out ads everywhere. So what we decided to do was move over to Slack. So we moved over to Slack and now it's literally like our hangout. You know, we got all of our students in there and what we're doing is we're helping each other out. There's sections for, hey, we need funding for this property or, hey, I found a good deal or, hey, can you help me on this deal or whatever it might be, but we're all in there connecting. You don't have to wait for Facebook to actually come back and tell you, hey, it's time to access this or, you know, well, Usually they're just telling you, hey, there's another ad for this, another ad for that. And uh, yeah, anyways, so I think Facebook is dying and I'm pulling our whole entire community off of there and going to Slack. So I have that community, which is just fantastic, where everybody gets together. Charles and I are in there coaching people as well. But you have to be a part of the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership, that the membership that we have with group coaching, everything. So we have that in there. If you want to get started in there, check the links in the description. Don't need to push that right now. I just want to share with you that's what we're doing. 
And so I want to connect with you guys. I want to hear how you're doing. Hopefully you're seeing all this great stuff that Charles and I and all of our students are seeing that, my goodness, coming up is the best time to invest in real estate. Well, let me pause that and say, right now is literally the best time to invest. But in the near future, it's going to get better and better and better. And here's the reason why I say that. And you'll probably hear me say this in the episode today and many episodes, but when's the best time to plant a tree? Well, it's literally 20 years ago, but the second best time is today. So you don't want to be waiting. And then in 20 years from now, all of a sudden look back and say, oh man, I wish I was listening to Dustin's podcast 20 years ago. I should have started investing back then because you don't want to look back and wish that you did. No, you want to start today because the downside is Let's say there is no recession, which we think like right now, there is literally a recession, the term recession, like if there's two months straight, like, you know, one after another, two months of negative GDP or something like that. But right now it's literally had that. And so it looks like we're in a recession, but at the same time, you never know what's going to happen. I thought we were going to stop and have a recession back in 2017, 2018. And I remember when Trump got elected, all the news was telling us, oh, there's going to be a recession when Trump gets in office. He's going to bankrupt the country or do all that sort of stuff. Well, it didn't happen. It actually skyrocketed. <laughs> Prices went up. Everything. I made more money because of all this stuff going on in the real estate market. So right now, you never know if it's actually going to be a recession or not. The only thing you know right now is that now is the best time to invest. And on top of that, if you do it right, no matter if the recession's tomorrow or 10 years from now, you're going to be making money, whether the market goes up, the market goes down, or the market goes sideways, because we invest in a business. We're creating a business that runs itself. And in that business, we have inventory, and that inventory are our properties. Now, what we want to do is buy inventory that fits our business that makes us money every single month. Just like if you're going to start a convenience store, and I use my convenience store analogy lots of times because I personally own a convenience store is rather rough. I'd rather have real estate. Real estate is so much better. But if you're going to have a convenience store and you're going to sell a candy bar, if you're going to sell a candy bar and you know the most that you can sell the candy bar for is a dollar, that's the very, very most, you're not going to buy the candy bar for $1.25 and try to sell it for a dollar. No, you're going to lose money. We don't do that here at Master Passive Income. We try to make sure if we can only sell it for a dollar, we're going to try to buy it for 75 cents or 50 cents or whatever it might be so we can make a profit. I'll give you a quick example of what it looks like. If you could sell it for a dollar, just like if you could rent a property for $1,000, what we want to do is we want to account for all of our expenses and account for our passive income. In the candy bar analogy, you have your candy bar at a dollar. It's the most you could sell it for. Then we're going to make sure that we tack on our $250. Let's just say 25 cents. So we tack on our 25 cents. So the most that we can have in expenses is 75 cents because 75 cents plus 25 cents is $1 because we need to make that 25 cents in order to put that money into our pocket. The other 75 cents that goes to paying the bills, paying for, you know, buying the candy bar to having the overhead, which means like the, the mortgage or the rent, lease payments, the employees, all the gas and electrical, like basically all your expenses, same exact thing with real estate investing. We do the exact same thing by creating that business so that it runs itself. And on top of that, we make sure we're making money in passive income every single month. And if the market goes down, because I get that question all the time, hold Dustin, you know, if the market goes down, 
man, won't that affect rents? I'm like, yes, but not in the way you're thinking. It will affect rents and it won't go down. In 2006, when I first started investing, prices were skyrocketing. So I bought properties, making sure I was making $250 or more. Then 2008 happened. And I was like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Well, just like what happened in 2020 with the coronaviruses, the value and the rental market just skyrocketed because there were more people that needed to rent. So think about this. If people cannot pay for their mortgage, if they can't pay for their mortgage, then they have to get rid of their home that they're trying to own but they have to live somewhere. They have to live somewhere, just like they have to eat, they have to drink water, they have to breathe air. We're providing a necessity. Well, if they no longer can own a home, they're going to rent because they need to have a place to live. Why not be us that we're prepared, we're, just, we're seeing the writing on the wall, we're thinking in advance by providing good housing for people who don't have the ability to buy their own house. And so the supply stays the same. Well, in fact, it goes up a little bit because we now buy more properties, which is great, but the demand skyrockets. If people cannot afford their home, then demand skyrockets. And in 2020, my goodness, I was worried. A lot of people were saying, oh, the the rental, uh, was it moratorium and the foreclosure moratorium and all that sort of stuff. Oh, nobody's going to pay their rent and blah, blah, blah. My I did not have, my properties did fantastic. I did not have any issues. My tenants did a fantastic job of paying the rent. And then guess what? The prices of rent went up and up and up. And now what I was making $250 a month back in 2006, seven, and eight, now I'm making six, seven, $800 a month in passive income. So just over time, it doesn't matter what inflation does. Inflation goes up my rents go up with that inflation and I still make money and I buy more properties. Oh man, so I absolutely want you to get started investing. And today I brought Charles Rose Jr. on with me. And this is another episode in the series that we're doing on investing in a recession and getting you ready so that you can invest in a recession. And even if we're in there now, that right now you can be making a lot of money. Don't wait Today is the best day to start investing. All right, so here we go in today's show where Charles Rose Jr. and I share with you on how to analyze deals in a recession to make even more money. All right, here we go. So Charles, glad to have you on the show, man. Man, it's always great to be here on the show with you today, Dustin. And this is a topic that I love, like just me just loving math so much. And what I love about this whole analyzing deals is the process that you taught me and so many of, of your other students and so many other people who just listen to you is that you make the process so simple that literally anyone can do it. So I love that. And I'm excited to talk about analyzing deals in this um, type of market that we're going through right now today. Man, and you know what's funny is I'm not a numbers person at all. I'm not a math person. Like I know addition, subtraction, a little bit of multiplication. That's that's all I know. And so I'm glad we have somebody like you who definitely knows math, knows numbers really, really well. But for me, numbers go in my brain and they kind of disappear and they flutter. They like just evaporate out of my brain. So that's why I have to make it simple because I, that's the only way I know how to do it. Now, when we're looking at properties, we know that, and this is the master passive income way, what we try to do is we do not buy a property unless we make $250 or more in passive income from the property when we buy the property and we get it rented. And it's really, really simple. I'll break it down to you how I like to look at it. 
So we account for all of our expenses, everything from the mortgage, your taxes, your insurance, your property manager fees, your repairs, your vacancy factor, like literally everything. We account for that and we add those all up and those are our expenses. And then we make sure before we buy the property that we can rent it for more than those expenses. And we suggest where you make $250 or more from every single property. So you add them all up. Let's say your expenses are $1,000 total. You want to make sure that your property can rent for $1,250 or $1,300 or more. Because if you make less than that, then that doesn't meet our criteria of $250. But here's a great thing, Charles, and you'll love this. I know you love this. We don't pay our taxes. And I want to pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets on any of our properties. We don't pay our mortgage. We don't pay our property manager. We don't have repairs, vacancy, like all that sort of stuff. We don't have to pay for that stuff. In fact, we don't have to go get a job to pay for that. Our tenants pay for every bit of that money. And I get a lot of people asking me a question. Hey, Dustin, we have, you have a property manager. How do you afford a property manager? I'm like, it's easy. Like I don't get a job to pay for my property manager. I account for that expense before I buy the property so that I know if I want to manage it myself, that's just extra money I'll make. But if let's say, God forbid, something happens to my mom and I got to take care of her and I don't have enough time or my wife or whatever it might be, I have that money already in there to pay for that property manager. Yeah. And that's, that's, um, it's such a great way to do it, Dustin, because I was telling somebody the other day, right? You know, so we're all about mastering passive income, not mastering active income, right? That's why you named the site master passive income, not master active income. So why would we want to like, you know, do all of that work? Right. And so, and I love how you mentioned you don't pay for your property manager. The, the tenant pays for that property manager. And it's such a great way uh, to make that passive income so you could spend time with your family and you can do all of these things that you and your family love doing and you can serve in ministry and and whatever the uh, whatever else God has you to do. So I just love uh, the whole system you came up with. I know it's changed my life and it's changed so many other lives. And what's also terrific is it's really simple math. Now, there are you can absolutely get very complicated. And if you want to get complicated or meaning like get really into the numbers, you absolutely can. And I actually have a green light analyzer. Basically, it's a one minute green light deal analyzer. And it takes you literally one minute. You put in just a few things and it does all the calculations for you. Now, if you want to look at those calculations, it'll have that for you. I'll put a link in the description for the one minute green light deal analyzer. It's changed and revolutionized how I run my properties because all these numbers, everything from cash flow, your cap, cap rate, your expenses, like everything is literally planned out and mapped out 
just by you putting a couple of numbers in, like the how much your mortgage is, how much you're renting it for, and your couple expenses, and it pops everything out. So if you want to really learn all about that, we have that for you. Now, Charles, when we are investing, usually we have to get a loan or we're using other people's money. And this is one video in a series of videos that we're doing on how you can invest during a recession. And honestly, how you would make a lot of money in the recession Back in 2008, when the last recession happened, I was already investing. I started in 2006 and the market went down. I made so much more money when the market went down because I knew my business. I knew how to make passive income and I didn't have enough money to buy all the properties that I could find. Now, 30 plus properties later, and now I am poised to buy lots of properties and I want you to be ready there too. Now, when we are growing our businesses, we're using other people's money. Now, there are lots of ways. In fact, I have another video where I show literally 15 different ways that I've used financing ways from home equity line of credit to private money to credit cards, even like lots of different ways to get financing. And we'll also have another video in the series of recession, uh, how to invest in a recession of creative financing, how to actually use creative financing. But when we are looking at a mortgage, because most people, we just get a mortgage. We have a down payment, we get a mortgage, we get a property manager, put them together, and then buy a property and hopefully have a property that because they're making us in cash flow. Now, when we're going to get a mortgage, are there any tips that you can give, Charles, that are going to help people when a recession comes and interest rates going up, inflation and all that sort of stuff? One of the things I always tell people, Dustin, is don't get scared get prepared, right? So figure out what can you, what, 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 how can you solve the problem, right? We always go back to, you know, we're problem solvers. And so if interest rates keep on going up and you're afraid of that, well, one of the things that I advise um, all of my students to do right now, when they share, especially when they share that concern of the rise in interest rates is if they get, uh, let's just say your, your mortgage broker, uh, they pre-qualify you at a, let's just say it's, 5.5% right now or 6%, whatever that number is. I know it changes and it's different for everyone. Well, I, I encourage them, Dustin, to as they analyze their deals and underwrite these deals to look for the uh, cash flow is, is analyze it with an interest rate 1% or 2% higher than, than, than where their current interest rate is. And the reason why I say, say do that is because, you know, interest rates are rising and, and the Fed is expected to do another uh, 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 raise of the interest points here soon. I don't know how much it's going to be. You know, there's speculation that it may be another um, uh, 1%. I, I, I don't know. Um, last time it was 0.75. So, so these are the kind of things that, that you can do. And these is, this is what I'm doing with all of my deals right now too, to cover myself. If you know my rate does not change, well, great. Well, then I even have more cash flow. So it's 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 a win-win situation by doing it that way. What are your thoughts on doing it like that, Dustin? Absolutely. And with that, what we know when the recession, when you're investing in a recession, times are changing, meaning like interest rates go up and down, inflation, even prices of homes, even like your insurance that you get on a house, that could go up, that could go down. And so what we want to do is be proactive, proactive, meaning we have lots of options before something comes up. We don't want to be reactive. If something comes up, we have to react. And usually those reactions, you have two options, bad and worse. We want to be proactive, where instead of reacting to something, 
we already have, let's say, 10 options. We've already planned everything out. We can just put that option into play. And so when we are looking at getting a mortgage, we don't just look to get one mortgage. We talk to multiple mortgage brokers. We want to make sure that we have lots and lots of ways to make sure that we can buy a property, even talking to hard money lenders, talking to other ways to get financing just in case one falls through. Let's say, worst case scenario, like Bear Stearns, like you're trying to get a learn, this is back in 2008. That was a company that went under or um, Country Ride. They were getting loan, giving out loans, but they went under. What if you're getting a property and then your bank goes under? Worst case scenario, that could happen. You want to have other options because if you have a good deal, you have a good deal. Now, on top of that, what we do when we're investing during a recession is we are always realizing that changes happen all the time. Nothing's like really consistent. And so when you're looking at repairs that you're going to be having on your property, and this is not just during a recession, this is also anytime, but we get multiple quotes on everything. So if you have a furnace that goes out, you just don't take one quote from one furnace repair guy, you get two or three quotes so you can see hey, maybe it doesn't need to be replaced. Maybe just there's like this $20 part that needs to be fixed, which I've had happen many times. Somebody says, hey, replace the entire thing because they don't want to do the hassle of doing that one little thing and they can make a lot more money because we don't know. But you call it more people, eventually it'll get around to, hey, no, you just need this one little spot. And on top of that, there's another tip about adding, making sure that we have enough padding in there in case prices go up. Right, Charles? That's right. And so, and that's another thing, Dustin, like right now I'm hearing so much, you know, from students and different people asking like, well, what if, you know, I don't have enough money um, covered for my repairs? You know, what if, what if this happened? What if that happened? You know, inflation is going up. Well, that's why, um, that's why we gave the tip to, to put, to add another 10% on top of those quotes. And so like Dustin mentioned, you want to get at least three quotes, Right. And I mean, you know, speaking about that, I was able to carry um, just recently some repairs from 13,000 all the way down to 3,000 just by getting multiple quotes, right? Going right back to what you said, Dustin, sometimes things don't need to be replaced. Sometimes you can just repair them. So definitely looking for, look, look for multiple quotes. And then another um, uh, good tip, especially in this high inflationary market is to add 10% to the deals. And on top of that, it is so important, like way more than ever, Dustin, way more than ever, that people follow this model and system that, that we put in place. As I mentioned in one of the, uh, the, the previous series, Dustin invested uh, through the recessions. He And he not only did he survive, he also thrived. And so the model that Dustin built for Master Passive Income, it's 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 so powerful because it covers you in the deals. And that's why we, we always, you know, we preach it every time we talk. Uh, you know, we always want to make sure we get at least 250 or more in cash flow from every single deal. So after, you know, when you have your rent, after your mortgage, your insurance, tax, uh, your property management fee, also have some reserves in there for expenses like repairs and, and also vacancies. After all of that, we want to make $250 or more every single month. And on top of that, uh, some of the deals that we that we look at is we also look for the cookie cutter deals. And by cookie cutter, I'm saying, you know, three bedroom, two bathroom, 1,200 to 1,400 square feet houses. And, and the reason why is because when the recession happens or, or the depression, as Dustin mentioned in one of the other series, you know, a recession is when your neighbors feel it and, and a depression is when you feel it. As that starts to happen, 
people are going to run away from those high-end properties, those more expensive properties, and they're going to look for these type of cookie-cutter deals. They're going to look for our properties to rent. And so by by looking for those kind of properties, we'll be covered in the recession. Dustin, I think you mentioned before that you know your rents went up even more, right, Dur- during the time of the recession when, when you um, experienced it back in 08, right? It sure did. They sure did go up. And what's sad is that people, when there's a recession and you're investing through the recession, you're going to find that more properties come on the market because sadly, let's say people lose their jobs, they cut hours or they just don't make enough money and they were homeowners, but sadly they have to give up their home. Maybe they got overextended, maybe have too much loans and all that sort of stuff, whatever it might be. But if they have to lose their house, well, that makes them a renter. So the pool of renters goes up, but us as, I mean, there's only a certain amount of properties. Now we're going to be buying those properties from the banks that they give up. At the same time, we'll be happy to rent them any of our properties at a good rate. And so Charles, exactly like you said, we go $250 a month in passive income. And we do that by accounting for all of our expenses. Remember, we have property manager fees. We have insurance, mortgage, we have vacancy factor. Like I have all that stuff. We put all those expenses in there. We can make sure we rent it for more. And this cookie cutter type home, these are properties that everybody either wants to buy or rent. Three bedroom, two bath, 1,200 to 1,400 square feet. We want it in a good location. But I will say this. Here's a caveat when I say the location. A lot of people have heard the term location, location, location. We Scrap that. We as investors don't care about that term, location, 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 because we're not selling the property. More than likely, I'm going to be literally giving these properties to my kids. You can see them in the video in the background. And so I am literally going to give these properties to my kids because they make money for me in passive income. But now what location does matter is if your property manager does not manage that property or will not manage a property. Let's say you you buy a property, you're all excited, you spend thousands of dollars to buy the property, spend thousands of dollars to fix up the property, and then you call up a property manager, hey, property manager, I want you to manage my property. And they say, well, shoot, there's no way I'm going to manage that property. I'll get stabbed or shot in that area. And you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't have an asset anymore. I have a liability because nobody wants to rent it and nobody wants to manage the property. So when we're analyzing, making sure that we find the properties that make us $250 a month or more, cookie cutter type home, three bedroom, two bath, 1,200, square feet in the location that our property managers say, hey, property manager, I'm looking at this property. They say, yes, that's a great area. Absolutely go for that. Like, perfect. I can move forward and hang up the phone and you are off the races because you have an expert literally there helping you make sure that you're doing it right. And we invest all over the country, out of state. We love investing out of state. And with that, if you're going to be buying a property and thinking about passive income, let's say you're going to buy a property and you can't get the $250 a month or more in passive income. Well, the price is just too high. That's really what it comes down to. We negotiate, negotiate the price down and get that price lower so that our mortgage is lower, so that our expenses are lower, so we have more money in passive income. What do you think, Charles? Definitely, Dustin. That's one thing that that um, you always tell us to do. Negotiate everything. Literally negotiate everything because uh, you will be so surprised. I like to share this story. You know, the story uh, when I was um, uh, first met Dustin and, and uh, Dustin was helping me to get my first deal. And, you know, I'm, you know, you know, I found a deal at a really good, um, uh, I, I found a deal at a really good price. It met the, the cash flow requirements. It was cookie cutter. 
property management approved it and all of my numbers worked. And then, you know, Dustin was like, you know, hey, you know, why don't you negotiate the price? You know, there's a roof that needs to be fixed. Um, there's some other things that, that are going to need to be addressed on the property, you know, negotiated. So I'm thinking like, you know, man, Dustin is trying to, you know, cause me to lose this deal. <laughs> but I'm so glad that I asked Dustin, I listened to Dustin and I negotiated and we were able to knock, knock, knock down 10000 off the price and get a repair credit of $3,000 for the roof. And by the way, we still haven't replaced that roof. We just, you know, we just patched it once with like $300. So negotiation helps you so much to get other deals. And, you know, that leads us to this other point, Dustin. And, you know, we, we tell students to do it all the time. Whenever a deal does not work, do not get emotionally attached to the deal. You got, you've got to look at the numbers. You've got to make sure you have that $250 in cash flow. Make sure it's cookie cutter. Make sure your PM approves it. Make sure the numbers work. And, you know, and, and after you negotiate and it's still not a good deal for you, do not be afraid to walk away. Walking away will help you. It will save you in the long run to, because, you know, some people, they go ahead and buy out of emotions and and not following um, the, the this this system that's going to help you uh, to avoid losing a bunch of money. Like we're not in this to lose money, right? We're in this to 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 make money. We're in this to provide for our family. So make money so we can provide for our family. You know, we're providing affordable housing. We're doing all these things, but we're not in this to lose money. So do not be afraid to walk away. Dustin, how many deals have you walked away from over whilst investing? I actually let deals mm -hmm. walk away from me, meaning if the property and they're asking too much, I put in a low offer and they don't accept my offer or we get under contract for that offer, but there's more expenses and we get in the 10 day inspection period. And I say, Hey, it's not worth that much because I know it's going to need this much to fix up. And then I lower my offer because of whatever I found that fix up. And then they say, no, we're not going to accept that. Well, I just say, well, this is my offer. They are basically walking away from me because I left my offer on the table. I said, this, if you want to move forward, here is my number. And if you don't, then if in the future it comes around, then I'll still be here with that offer. So that's what, but at the same time, I always let properties go or let them walk away from me if it's not going to fit my business. If I'm not going to make $250 or more in passive income, it's okay. There are plenty mm -hmm. of fish in the sea or plenty of properties out there for us to buy. So absolutely, you want to be able to have a, a really objective point of view where you're looking at, I know I need to make $250 or more in passive income. This is just inventory. I'm not going to live there. This is not going to be a place that I'm going to live there for the rest of my life. No, other people will though, which is great. So you want to make sure that as you are analyzing your properties, you account for all these things. And also remember, this is one of a series of how to invest in a recession. And we want to make sure that you are making money in passive income. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya.